Hi, welcome to AfterBuzz TV's American Gothic After Show. This is season one, episode 11. We are almost to the end now. This episode was Freedom from Fear. That's a tongue twister. Freedom from Fear. There we go. I said it a little bit more clearly. We have a lot to discuss. We may actually know who the killer is this week. Don't go away. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin <laughs> well, we've got this strobe light effect going i know that uh gabriel it's and lucretia my, love it it's my favorite part of wednesdays so we have a lot and a little to discuss at the same time it felt like we saw so much this week and yet we really got to one main point didn't we i mean i don't disagree with that do you lucretia no Okay. Well, as we get going, let's let everyone know where they can find us on social media. I'm Zoe Hewitt. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Zoe Said What. That Zoe Said What. And sitting to my left. Hey guys, I'm Gabriel Gonzalez. You can find me at Zoe Said What. That Zoe. No, just kidding. You can find me double G on TV. And I'm Lucretia Lyons, so you guys can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N anywhere on the internet since there is only one. Are you proud that I've gotten that right since you've been gone? I know. I was like, you're just keeping it up for me. (laughs) You like saying it. So, as we get started, I think that the best way, guys, to go through this episode is really to talk about it in chunks. Because Mm -hmm. in each little bit, mostly, we were getting flashbacks. So, let's start with the beginning. So, this episode was a lot of flashback, present, flashback, present, as we saw really what, what happened with SBK. And so, starting in the flashback, we got to see where everyone was back with the last killing with David Morales. We had a Christmas time um, festivity with the family, the Hawthorns around the Christmas tree. We had Allison, who was helping Tom, clearly her high school boyfriend, pick a photo since he was running for class president. We had Tessa, who was sitting there sick on the couch with Garrett next to her, so clearly a close family at that point. And um, we had Mitch, who came in and said, hey, what happened to all of our accounting paperwork? Did you get everything to the accountant? And Allison speaks up and says, yeah, but it turns out that by mistake, she actually sent payroll over to the accountant. So we see Madeline and Mitchell have exchanged a look together. And then at the same time, we have a little bit of Cam. He's doing drugs, and he says that he's been in pain since an accident. So he's not getting into anything too hard. He does turn down heroin, he says, but... It's sort of where everything started. So I loved getting that look at where they were then and seeing them as a close family. What about you guys? Yeah, I especially love to know that, like, Allison and Tom were, like, college sweethearts. Like, she's helping him try to get the Greek vote and all this, (laughs) and that this is sort of where her, you know, Tessa's comment later is how she, you know, eventually became a mayoral candidate. And you're right. I misspoke, and I said high school and college. You're right. I mean, I I have reason to believe that they probably were high school sweethearts. They're just that (laughs) tight. But I think what I like about that is that we saw before all the mystery when they were just a family. But I think what was very interesting was just to see, you know, there's so many twisted characters in this family. How did they get that way? (laughs) And literally we saw the first dominoes of all the characters really start to fall. And I think that was very entertaining. Yeah, and I was definitely curious when Mitch and Madeline exchanged that look, what is in that payroll that's the big secret? And I was wondering if we'd even get to that this episode. Uh, Personally, I would hope so, because the pacing, I think, is something we've really been, um, I think that's our biggest criticism, you know, when we're really breaking it down. You know, moving it along when it's a whodunit, okay, you got to 
give me something else than that because I'm asking the same question every week. Okay. So I think to have a little more kick in this episode was actually a welcome surprise. Yeah, absolutely. I'm always happy to get more clues. And uh, that takes us to the painting. And of course, if you've been watching along with us every week, you know that the episode titles all have to do with famous American paintings, Freedom from Fear. The tongue twister was this week. So that's about six minutes in. It's when Madeline and Mitch are tucking Tessa into bed. And um, it's one of the last of the well-known Four Freedoms oil paintings that were by Norman Rockwell. So you can, of course, feel free to go ahead and look that up. And it's a couple of parents tucking their kids into bed while a lightning storm actually rages on. So that fits in also with our flashback. And Four Freedoms for Children. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Nice touch there, Gabriel. Well, You sound surprised. I'm a little <laughs> insulted. <laughs> I just know. I'm sorry. I, I, you were about to make a great point about American Gothic, Miss Hewitt. Please continue. You know, I was not, and I also didn't realize that I sounded surprised until Lucretia also made a face, and I thought, oh, maybe I did. <laughs> and I did not mean to. I'm just always over here making faces. <laughs> I, uh, it's so good to know I have the support of my friends on live internet. <laughs> well, speaking of live internet, thank you guys for being in the chat with us. We thank will do you. our best to incorporate your comments as well. Remember, you can hit that thumbs up button if you like our um, our video here. If you're if you're listening to us on iTunes, then you can also give us five stars and don't forget to leave us a review as well. And uh, Amy Motorhouse, who's in the chat with us, um, has been here. We've got Renji nine oh nine nine eight in Chaos one three two one two. So thank you guys. Hope yeah. I've said your names right and thanks for chatting. And hey everybody. <laughs> that's right. So. We do have, as the episode continues, we have um, Mitch, who's on the phone. This is still in flashback time. He's on the phone in his home office. Someone breaks in. They know his alarm code because they turn it off, which is key. And Tessa's at the top of the stairs and in her fever state, supposedly at least, because we're getting Madeline telling the story, she pushes the person down the stairs and it turns out that it ties a lot of the scenes back together for us. It turns out he's dead. She screams. And we get back now to the scenes we've seen all along of Gabe, uh, Garrett pulling a body down the stairs, <laughs> breaking the spindle. I know I was about to say Gabriel again because I looked at you. It's because so, we're both that sexy, right? That's why. <laughs> That's it. Now, did you guys think that the killer was going to have targeted the Hawthorns? Because that was a surprise to me. It was a bit of a surprise, but the more you thought about it, you're like, that really did make sense that they were going to be one of the victims because they were one of the prominent families. And that's who the Silver Bells mm -hmm. killer was actually targeting. So that was kind of an interesting twist. But the more you thought about it, it made a lot of sense. Well, we had to tie back Silver Bells to the Hawthorne's case. Why would it why would they turn on on their fellow, you know, high status into, uh, you know, population their Comrades, I can't think of a word tonight. <laughs> anyway, but why would they turn on fellow high-class people mm -hmm. if they were, you know, angry? So what is this motivation? We obviously have one final surprise, right. quote-unquote, but I think that was a very necessary piece, and it's one we've been waiting for all season. Right, because we still don't know who the accomplice was, so clearly there is someone who went underground. And I don't know, I was... I can't say disappointed, but I feel like the whole premise of the show is, is it one of them? So although we do find out later in the episode how their family was involved, I feel like this person also has to tie back into the family somehow. Yes, because yeah. Chaos13212 right. says, maybe I missed it, but how did SBK know the alarm code? Right. And that's something mm -hmm. that can be, it's obviously someone who mm -hmm. knew the family. Right. It's because yeah. it's a Hawthorne mm -hmm. chaos. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
No, and that's exactly what we're saying, too, that there's got to be some reason that they know the code. And out of the other people who have been introduced, we have Madeline's mom, who someone was talking with us in the comments from last week's episode, mm-hmm. too, about having a theory that she must come back. And we still have Caleb, too, mm-hmm. who Madeline was having mm-hmm. an affair with, other characters. Gunther, also. You, mm-hmm. you never know. I mean, he had a problem with the, you know, the Hawthorne family. Wait, he was dead. Yeah, but that was not in 2002. Oh, Gotcha. Mm-hmm. You're right. Okay. Yeah, Good I mean, point. Motorhouse thinks the accomplice too. could be Tom. And I'm like, oh, that's yeah. possible too. Hey, maybe it's Phyllis. We still haven't seen her. <laughs> we or don't Jack. know if she's alive. Yeah. Jack's in a time machine. <laughs> yeah. Full so. Marty McFly. <laughs> so, uh, so back to the present, we do have Garrett, um, who's been talking to Brady all along. So if you remember from the end of last week's episode, he is about to put the dead body's jaw into the corn grinder. Brady pulls his gun, runs out of the woods, and says, hey, what's going on? And basically Garrett says, I'm not going back to jail. Brady says, I'll get you a deal. Tell me what's going on. So at the same time, we have him also telling his point of view what's happening. And we find out that Garrett took control of the SBK body because his parents convinced him that it was better for the family. Hey, honey, Mm -hmm. let's not get into the press. And hey, let's keep everyone together, honey. You're doing the right thing. You've got to help. And he was impressionable and young, and they were his parents. So he agreed, and he took the body over to Maine and started digging in the middle of a rainstorm, but the body wasn't dead. So he looks, suddenly it's gone, and he gets stabbed from behind. And so now we have the answer about where all those stab marks or scars on his back came from. And he does wind up killing the guy. Now, did you expect that... I can't even finish this question. Mm-hmm. Lucretia, did you expect that Gabriel was going to be right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. As I always... I was like, Garrett can't be a killer. I mean, technically, uh-huh. he killed this guy in self-defense, and he killed mm-hmm. his friend, you know, as a mercy killing. But, yeah, that's the thing, is you can only believe those things about Garrett because yeah. he didn't have the psychopathic tendencies yeah. like his mother, for example. Mm-hmm. And to me, this whole situation is Garrett still was trying to protect Tessa. That That's how they manipulated him, him into doing this. Yeah. Driving the two hours to Maine. Right. God. With all, a body. Yeah. All mm. the ways he could have phrased that question. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> can okay, you no. can you believe Garrett was a killer? Can you believe Garrett yeah. could have killed someone? Do you believe Garrett was responsible? Mm. And you gotta ask, can you believe Gabriel was right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just gotta say, everyone, I told you so. Mm-hmm. You did. You were right on. Next next question, Zoe. (laughs) You were right on. But I do have to say, in his defense, he he was performing an act of self-defense. Yes. That's not the same. You said he was SBK, which (laughs) that is not true. He killed SBK. (laughs) We're clearly big on points and who was right on this show. (laughs) Whatever. I love Ringy nine oh nine nine eight says clearly the mom is the main source of that psycho gene. <laughs> yes, I, I mean, agree, Madeline. They all come from her, man. Yeah. yeah. Said, wait, Renji, I hope that's a guy. If not, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> it is hard with these screen names. It is now, a really cool sounding one, by the way. Mm-hmm. Assuming we're pronouncing it right. Anyway, okay, moving right along. So back to the present and the past, we have Madeline who says that, uh, you know, she talked basically Garrett into getting rid of the body, and but she says, oh, but I felt a little bad about it. Kim says, wait a minute, not so fast, Mommy dear, I don't believe you. How was Mitch's DNA on the belt? So now Madeline's back in it and has to explain again, and her explanation is that 
they realized they could be copycat killers. And so basically when payroll had been sent over to David Morales by accident, it turned out that Mitch was scamming from the company. They were taking payroll money that should have gone to the employees, should have gone into retirement accounts, and using it to fund other um, other big accounts that they needed. So she says, hey, let's go over and offer him some um, some money and see what we can get from him. So you see that they go over $2 million, $3 million, $4 million, and bam, he won't do it. He says he couldn't live with himself. Killed. That is our answer for how David Morales went. But that is not the full answer. But at that point, that's all we have. So we have Mitch killing David Morales. Did you buy that? I actually did at first because I thought... It can't be so clean-cut Bonnie and Clyde as we learn later. So I actually bought it hook, line, and sinker. And I actually was expecting them to say that Garrett also drove the getaway car. <laughs> because I refuse to believe that he is completely innocent of Silverbelt's killings. And I held on to that until the last minute because I knew what would happen on the air. So- <laughs> See, I always knew that Mother Dearest had to be the one that strangled. Because to me, Mitch never came off as someone who would actually kill somebody and that's the thing is they at least kept that true in the flashbacks as well because even when she's telling this story he opens it up like he's he's not okay with it Mm -hmm. and i thought that was actually really good storytelling yeah it was and that brings us of course to the final point of when we get the rest of that story and we get the rest of the big reveal it turns out that madeline is right there next to mitch he hadn't (laughs) been alone yeah big gasp and it turns out that Mitch can't go through with it, so Madeline grabs the belt, takes over, and she is the one who actually performs the killing, but of course she's not about to tell her kids that. So Mitch is gone, so he is as good a scapegoat as any, and that's pretty much where the story took us this week. I mean, I don't know why Madeline won't be honest about that. Isn't that the best way to control your kids? Is like be like, well, I killed somebody. <laughs> like, you think I won't kill? Hey, yeah. I brought you into this world. You think I can't take you out of it? Well, that's what my mom always said. That's from hey, the Cosby yeah. Show. Hey, I, I gotta say this. I was watching their interview at Comic Con, and I agreed with the moderator. I am so glad I'm an only child when I see that family. I mean, well, me and my I mean, brother are pretty close. We we have nice memories. Does he go with you to the haunted houses and all that? Yeah, um, I mean, I'm the one who broke the window, and <laughs> but he followed me. And there we go. Two peas in a pod. Zoe, do you have brother oh. sister who buys owl stuff with you? I'm an only child, so I am. Oh, safe you're from part this. of the club too. I, I'm the That's only how we one get with along. <laughs> well, we also got a little bit more information about Cam and the fact that he did start doing drugs around this time. And a little bit, we get the impression that he's almost pushed to it because Garrett can't live with himself after he knows that he actually was the one who ended up killing SBK, even if it was in defense. Mm-hmm. He knows what happened. He leaves. So we get the scene that we've seen in other episodes as well with him putting the package down next to Tessa's bed. Mm-hmm. We know now that it was her birthday. And then we have um, Cam, who's out earlier. We had seen him out getting drugs from his dealer slash friend. Mm-hmm. Well, he goes back because his mom had found the drugs uh, at that point there were pain pills but she tossed them and said hey you can get addicted to this he goes back and the only thing his dealer slash friend has is the heroin so we see the beginning of that and that spiral as well mom shouldn't have flushed the pills yeah. he's gotta go worse yeah. when you think about it um, madeline is the one who she uses the guilt and just all this persuasion to really just get that stranglehold on the family yeah. with garrett with cam 
you got to think Allison's influenced a lot, but I have a big question. Well, what are you know? You're smiling so good. Well, I liked the stranglehold. <laughs> she has the stranglehold oh, on the family. Let's play some I Ted totally Nugent. I know you like put up house. We need a sound effect for that. For I really sure. wish I could say, tell you guys I planned that out. That's brilliant, wasn't it? I know you're but, holding on to Allison. You're not ready to let her go yet. You know what? Have you seen how sexy that character is? I wouldn't let her go. I but, like Allison. That's how we get along no. too. It's not like this one on the other side of the desk. But okay, all joking aside, I do have a serious question because yes. I feel like we're getting to the end and predictions. We're yeah. going to have our last shot. I feel like the show has really been trying to push, you know, it's not just a murder mystery. It's about this family. How does family work? The family dynamics in the prism Mm -hmm. of the SBK murder. And I got to ask you guys, do you honestly feel that family is such a big priority to all these characters organically? Because I feel like so many of them, okay, it's not that they're not aware. It's not like they don't operate with their family and they have to, Mm -hmm. they just have to work with each other. But they feel so independent and just in their own little orbit that I don't really get that out of the Hawthorns. And I feel like they try to push it so much with Garrett and Tess and Cam and Tess getting along and Allison, how she fits in, Madeline. And I just don't feel it. And I feel like after 11 episodes, we're setting up for a two-part finale, that those were the stakes that I never felt in American Gothic. And I want to know... Are you guys with me? Because I think fans have that question, too. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think that starting the episode with that flashback, the Christmas flashback, that was one of the only homey-type feels we've gotten from them. And from other Mm -hmm. flashbacks as well. And admittedly, of course, that's when they were more of a family, is before Garrett left and before Mm -hmm. all this happened. But I agree. I never felt like they were hungering for family. And maybe if the episodes, if the season hadn't started with them showing up for the funeral, we would have had more of that sense of family. But they they always seemed very fragmented in each individual family. And we've got Allison, who's busy cheating and having this sort of weird open relationship with her husband. So... That doesn't feel very family either to me. Well, um, Amy Motorhouse has a good comment. This soap opera is all about family. And just like all of them, like General Hospital or The mm-hmm. Young and the Restless, which you guys can watch right here on uh, After Buzz TV, <laughs> the after shows on Sunday starring me. Starting so, at 5.30 p.m., guys. so humble. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, I mean, this is a family show, you know, it's centered around them, but it's dysfunctional. And that's mm-hmm. the thing is, like, because just like the Newmans or, you know, the Quartermains or whatever family you subscribe to. <laughs> or from the Simpsons. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. You make a good point. Yes. Family doesn't necessarily mean loving. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. guess here's the thing. When I break it down, when they talk about, let's say, Cam and Jack and taking custody, mm-hmm. I never once feel like Cam is honestly going to want to keep Jack around, let's say, Allison and Madeline very much. But yet they push a fact like you have to keep Jack with you. It's got to be about family. I mean, if I were Cam, I would want to take him away from you, too. I'm not that strong This as a unit. I understand mm-hmm. they, you know, blood, you just can't change that. But as a unit, they feel so fragmented. And I feel like they're really trying to get us to feel something different. And I think that's why so much of this tension we're looking for mm-hmm. just isn't there. And why you gotta hate on Allison? She's just a pervert with um, ambition. I like that lady. Yeah, I was like, yeah, she's not that bad. Like, I mean, his Uh wife's a junkie, so it's like, 
everyone sort of looks better except Mal- Madeline to yeah. Sophie. <laughs> well, and okay. it was interesting seeing also the flashback to Tom was the run- one who had been running mm-hmm. because I wonder if we will see that he was the accomplice or that he was involved somehow because it's like he had his dreams crushed for his wife to go ahead and take over. He wanted to be mayor, essentially. Which, it would make sense for the stuff later. Mm-hmm. But as far as at that time, right. he was the one in the, you know, driver's True. seat. So there, I'm yeah. like, and that's when that happened. But I could see him sort of being involved right. because he did seem bitter about that. There are just too many ends that haven't been tied up. And I yes. feel like really at this point, let's just call it for what it is. We're talking about predictions now. Yes. Oh, and th- thank you so much, Amy Motorhouse. We need Nurse Amy Vining to explain it all. It's like, thank you, General Hospital reference. And actually, I guess before we officially go into our predictions, the one last bit that we didn't talk about that was the other bit of tension in the show sure. is that Madeline says someone is after them. And so at the end, we have Cam who goes over to their dollhouse that is designed to look just like their house. He opens it up and in each room there are little I guess like effigies of each of them that are being killed so clearly someone is after them and making a threat oh that was a level 10 on the creepy scale yeah that was creepy (laughs) I mean if I ever saw that on like my dining room table you'd just see me running screaming across America (laughs) (laughs) no no very well done to their prop department that's they do a great job of building that atmosphere of you know the Hawthorne family and I think that is one of the highlights of the show too yeah are we still waiting for the prediction music? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think let's get that prediction music. <laughs> and now, you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. Now, for my money, there are a lot of loose ends that I want answered, but okay. I don't think we're getting answers to them. Like Tom, like we were just talking about. Yeah. I mean, he bought the family business. That sort of dropped off the face of the earth again. Mm. Like, what happened to their relationship? That's a question, not a prediction. Okay, that's a big one. Okay, uh, can I ask the big obvious one? Because the promo pushes it Uh to the point that I feel like if it's not her, it it has to not be Allison in order for there to be any remaining surprise. The big promo is, where's Allison? We see Madeline is in trouble. Do you guys buy that? Or do you think that's a final red herring in this murder mystery? I feel that the way that the whole show has gone, it's a red herring. Um, And it's sort of leading you to believe that it could be someone in Allison's life, uh, like Tom, or, you know, what was her lover's name? I know you were... Uh, Naomi. Naomi. I was like... You think I'd forget something like that? Come on now. You know, or her, or, I mean, I've always predicted that Detective Gravedigger, uh, she might be involved. (laughs) Detective Cutter? (laughs) Yeah. She was the grave digger on Bones. And as I say, a lot of times people play killers multiple times. That's why I'm so True. good at serials. Uh, that is a good question with Tom. And I feel like it would explain so much maybe of Allison's story arc in the finale. So I think we're going to get that. I want to... Okay, I lost Garrett. I got mm-hmm. one more chance to, you know, bring this one back and just <laughs> steal the show. I believe that it is Allison... The one who ends up, who gave, Uh you know, the real SBK the code and is the one who ties up Madeline. But Cam is also a part of it. And I'm going to say why. Oh, you are so wrong. I'm going to say why. If you remember in the pilot, Uh there is a very, very awkward exchange that is almost never referenced again. When Allison sees Cam, when he comes in, it's almost like he's afraid of her. 
And I feel like that's because he knows something about her. So I'm going to put that one out there. I may be wrong, but I, d- I really doubt it. Wait. Allison and Cam helped her somehow out of fear. Helped Madeline. A- Allison. Wait, Ali- Allison uh, as the accomplice who helped the original SBK. Okay, and yes. Cam? Cam somehow is helping her, and I think he might even come into play taking Madeline hostage like we saw in the promo. Okay. Okay, maybe. Uh, hey, what can it's uh, all about predictions. It is all about predictions. And the bragging rights, I just want to bring them home, America. Amy Motorhouse Amy says, just... you are so wrong. Yeah. Double G. Hey, in seven days, we're going to find out. Just how wrong you are. Uh, hey, thank you for, hey, you've been commenting um, all night. Thank you for so much for watching, Amy. We yeah. appreciate the support. Absolutely. And and I do have to say that we love having, clearly, we love joking about all of this. And we love talking about brownie points because who doesn't but i have to say gabriel will give you some brownie points because you were right on with a lot of it so yeah there you well, go I just that need needs a sound more effect night. too Thank you. <laughs> okay so one more night <laughs> my prediction is on one hand i want to say allison it was a red herring because why would they tell us in the promo what's going to happen next week mm-hmm. and on the other hand she's the only one left and i want to be right <laughs> <laughs> What That's do you think, you yeah. yeah, to me, I am going with Allison being the red herring. Um, just because they've s- sort of set up, like, Garrett and Tessa are already involved somehow. Cam and Ad- Allison just really don't have anything to do with it. But they're also a little bit... I mean, Cam, you know, has this drug problem, and that's too easy to explain a lot of this stuff. Yeah. And I feel like Allison wouldn't be in her position if she had all this these skeletons in her closet you know mm-hmm. she wouldn't be sitting pretty and upset over you know her lesbian affair coming out when you murder people something yeah. True. Like, yeah. True. Yeah. okay here's another fun one to predict mm-hmm. do you believe any of our periphery characters may not survive for oh. example christina we haven't seen her in a while i feel like okay. she's got to come back yeah don't Maybe kill a Tom. pregnant woman that's dark <laughs> I mean, it is American Gothic. But yeah. you're right. We haven't yeah. seen a lot yeah. of people. Like I was saying, like Tom, yeah. Christina, Phyllis, who you didn't think was going to mm. make it to the end. I really Caleb, didn't. Madeline's mom. That's five people I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah. there's so many people that yeah. could be easily Cutter. involved somehow. Yeah, yeah, you're right. She didn't show So I, I'm going to say I don't know which one of them, but mm-hmm. I think for the fun, not all of them are going to make it on the periphery. And so, the mayor, yeah. too. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I love Enrico Cordelani. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got a lot of predictions. Yes. Let us know, you guys. Let us know in the comments who you think did it. Do you think Allison was a red herring? Do you think that we will find out she was officially the accomplice? Are you clinging to any beliefs like I am? So as we wrap things up, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Zoe Said What. That's Zoe Said What. You can also find me on YouTube at Zoe Hewitt Hosting, where I do a weekly movie analysis show. Where can everyone find you guys? Hey guys, you can find me on Twitter all the time. Hashtag it was Allison and Cam. <laughs> Twitter, double G on TV. And I'm Lucretia Lyon, guys, so you can always find me at L A C R E T I A L Y O N anywhere on the internet since there is only one. Thanks so much for joining us on this week's American Gothic After Show. We have double episode next week, so join us here again. Thanks a lot. Bye bye. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. 
I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.